Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Common ground, alternative activist empowerment talk radio, speaking truth to our and ourselves. Who are you? You don't know. Don't tell me Negro. That's nothing. What were you before the white man named you a Negro? And where were you? And what did you have? What was yours? What language did you speak then? Let's think about what we didn't do. Amen. Then it speaks to us and the possibility for us as a future person. Because ultimately, our people's future resides on what we do outside of the White House. African descent family, America failed. She put them in chains. The government put them on slave quarters, put them on action block, auction blocks, put them in cotton fields, put them in inferior schools, put them in substandard housing, put them in scientific experience, experiments, put them in the lowest paying jobs, put them outside the equal protection of the law, kept them out of their racist bastions of higher education, and locked them into positions of hopelessness and helplessness. The government gives them the drugs, builds bigger prisons, passes a three-strike law, and then wants us to sing God Bless America? No, no, no. Not God Bless America. God... Our Common Ground with Janice Graham. Our Common Ground, speaking truth to power and ourselves. Our Common Ground, a higher ground for discourse, discussion, solutions, and ideas. I'm Janice Graham, and I'll be listening for you. Talk, talk, that matters. Transforming truth truth to power. One broadcast at a time. And now to Our Common Ground with Janice Graham. Well, good evening, good evening, and welcome to Our Common Ground. This is Alpha. I'm sitting in for Janice tonight. Janice has the night off. Uh, Hopefully, I have some big shoes to fill, but um, we can do this. We have to literally see this political landscape that we are living in. And I want to speak to you tonight about realities of this political season, and I want to speak to you about common sense politics. 
But before I go into any of that, if I want to have a, a moment to pay tribute to the greatest of all times, Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali passed away at the age of 74. Uh, for me, it's um, it's surreal. It's it's a great loss. You knew I knew it was coming, but still, I'm not ready for it. It's it's still a very sad day yesterday and a sad weekend, and so on and so forth. Muhammad Ali was not just Muhammad Ali, the greatest. African-American pugilist, he belonged to everyone. So when you reminisce and think back on the things, Muhammad Ali, the lyrical heavyweight champion, showman who thrilled the globe with his sublime boxing style, unpredictable wit, and gentle generosity, especially late in his life. He died on Friday at the age of 74. Ali, the former Cassius Clay, was not just an athlete who embodied the times in which he lived. He shaped them. His conscientious objection to the Vietnam War and reasoned rants against the country fighting for freedom on the other side of the globe while its own black citizens were denied basic rights of their own right here in America. Energized generation, Ali refused to serve in the Vietnam War and was convicted of draft evasion and stripped of his heavyweight crown. He won from Sun Liston in 1964. Imagine for a moment in the 21st century athlete who could command an audience with the president and the pope, the Dalai Lama, Castro, Idi Amin, Saddam Hussein. Yeah, Saddam Hussein was a good guy then. We had him propped up. Ali might have been the most famous man on earth. His face was the most recognizable around the world of any man alive. Disease robbed Ali of his speech late in life, but his peacekeeping, fundraising efforts for Parkinson's research and support for a UNICEF and Special Olympics and many more charitable organizations, powerful in his poetry. And in truth, his jabbering wasn't as pretty, as Ali claimed to be. His characterization of Joe Frazier, for example, as a gorilla or sophomoric, even if it did rhyme with thriller and Manila. Muhammad Ali was not just Muhammad Ali, the greatest African-American pugilist. He belonged to everyone. Everyone. About this great man, because I grew up in his time. I began to pay attention to his time as the 
hate for this man rose to a level that equaled that of Martin or Malcolm. He was a black man, an athlete, bragging, boasting, and doing what he said he would do. And he drew the hatred of the bigots in this country from coast to coast. They didn't come to see him fight or his rare style and his craftsmanship. They came to see him lose. So I want to say that special meaning for this man when it comes to myself. I understand people have reservations, fine, have your reservations, but I don't think any of them are listening. So what I want to do early here before we get into the political thing is play this tribute to the greatest of all time, Muhammad Ali. The unauthorized Cappy, 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 dedicated to the greatest, greatest, greatest. Never write about me like this. Never make me fix the just make me angry. Never, never make me no underdog. And never talk about who's gonna stop me. Well, ain't nobody gonna stop me. Not a heavyweight in the world fast enough to stop me. I injured a stone in a hospitalizer brick. I'm so bad I make medicine sick. That's because society's going out. That's that's society's fault. I mean, well, well, I mean we've got to educate well, people around. Well, life is too short for me to be raised catching hell for something like that. I'd rather go and be my own. I have a beautiful daughter, beautiful wife. They look like me. We're all happy, and I don't have no trouble. <laughs> I have no trouble. Ain't, I ain't that much in love with no woman to go through all that hell. Ain't no one woman that good. <laughs> you understand? I understand, yeah. I, just, I do understand. I understand. I think it's, I think it's sad that, that, that... It ain't sad because I want my child to look like me. Every intelligent person wants his child to look like him. I'm sad because I want to blot out my race and lose my beautiful identity. Chinese love Chinese. They love the little slanted-eyed, pretty brown-skinned babies. Pakistanis love their culture. Jewish people love their culture. A lot of Catholics don't want to marry number Catholics. They want the religion to stay the same. Who want to spot up yourself and kill your race? You're, you're a hater of your people if you don't want to stay who you are. You shame what God made you. God didn't make no mistake when he made us all like we I, were. I think that's a philosophy um, of despair. Despair. I really do. It ain't no yeah? despair. Number one, Kate, I'll tell you. Listen, no woman on this whole earth, not even a black woman in Muslim countries, can please me and cook for me and socialize and talk to me like my American black woman. No woman, at last, is a white woman, can really identify with me and my feelings and the way I act and the way I talk. And you can't take no Chinese man and give him no Puerto Rican woman and holler him about we're in love and you emotionally in love and physically, but really they're not happy because she's going to hear some Puerto Rican music, he's going to hear some Chinese music. And they're going to be clashing all the time. It's just nature. You can do what you want, but it's nature to want to be with your own. I want to be with my own. I love my people. I can drown a drink of water and kill a dead tree. Wait till you see Muhammad Ali. Boxing legend Muhammad Ali has died. 
The 74-year-old had been increasingly frail after being hospitalized several times, most recently for respiratory issues. His health issues were complicated by the Parkinson's disease he suffered for the past three decades. The former heavyweight champion was at one point the most recognizable person in the world, known for his bold proclamation. Never talk about who's going to stop me. Well, ain't nobody going to stop me. Not a heavyweight in the world fast enough to stop me. Ali was born Cassius Clay and rose to fame after winning an Olympic gold medal in 1960 as a light heavyweight. By 1964, he was crowned heavyweight champion of the world after defeating Sonny Liston. It was the same year he changed his name to Muhammad Ali after embracing Islam. Who do you want me to fight? Who do the press want me to fight? Who do you think you should fight? The best man. Who is the best man? Who do you think? I don't know. Find him. Ali was also a social activist, refusing induction into the armed services based on his religious beliefs, taking a stance against the Vietnam War. Ali suffered career setbacks after being convicted of draft evasion in 1967. He was suspended from boxing and stripped of his titles, returning to the ring in 1970. A year later, he suffered a bruising 15-round loss to then-champion Joe Frazier in a bout that had been billed the fight of the century. My predicted fight wouldn't go to distance. Oh, won't I'll go the stop distance. it. Stop me. You. But Ali bounced back and won in a rematch against Smoke and Joe in 1974. He regained his title that same year in the legendary Rumble in the Jungle in Zaire against George Foreman. His final fight against Trevor Burbick in 1981 would be the last time the legendary icon would take to the ring before being diagnosed with Parkinson's in 1984. Post-boxing, Ali led a quiet life away from the limelight for the most part. But in 1996, he would bring spectators to their feet as he lit the Olympic torch in Atlanta with his hands shaking from Parkinson's. Ali spent the later part of his life continuing to raise money and awareness for various charitable causes, including Parkinson's. He's handled it like a champ. He's fought it like any other opponent he's had, raised a lot of money for research and awareness, and has really enhanced the Parkinson's community in his way. So just be happy for him. Hannah said, my dad said, I've lived the life of a hundred men. And his courageous spirit never forgotten. No more. They told him to go to jail and go to Vietnam. And they took his title and his box of license. So we took it to court for three years long. And somewhere in that time, America realized the war was wrong. And he went from traitor to hero. And in a year or so, he was coming back strong. Uh, moving with such grace and ease. Slow like a butterfly, sing like a bee. Hand can't hit what your eye can't see. Then came to fight in the century. Ali, Joe Frazier, bars matchups that were no greater. First professional lie, but he will beat him in a rematch later. But Brian and Frazier lost the belt to a man by the name George Foreman. Much stronger and younger than Ali. Still he said, I'm in the fury. Then came the rumble in the jungle. Promoted by Don King. 74, they went to Zaire. He got on the plane like, what do I hear? Against the odds, toe to toe, storming crowds, overflow, but no matter how hard he fought, they said Foreman would never be stopped. But instead of going blow for blow, he let him go for broke, punch himself out, later they would call it the rope of dope, and in the eighth round, everything turned around. Halley springs from the road, so we're fearlessly informing, goes down, and the whole crowd erupts in amazement when he can't beat the count, and the new king is crowned, fighting for the poor and no friends. His victory made history, but it was more than just being the best. It was 
was character, it was charisma Being someone that cares for us, you see You read the final word champion To a category that the rest can't be in The unauthorized biography of Muhammad Ali Epilogue The next seven years of his legendary boxing career Were not without his price And in the early 80s he would go on to develop Parkinson's disease Presumably due to all the punishment he had endured But that didn't stop Ali from what he calls his true life calling The humanitarian endeavors Traveling around the world as the goodwill ambassador To us all Next chapter You're listening to Our Common Ground with Janice Graham, transforming truth to power, one broadcast at a time. We join the nation and the world in remembering Muhammad Ali, the greatest of all times. Thank you for joining us at Our Common Ground. Alpha of the Alpha Show takes the mic tonight. Well, thank you, Janice. Thank you all for listening. I'm Alpha. I'm sitting here for Janice Graham this evening. Uh, Janice has the night off. We will return next week. And um, speaking of next week, <laughs> I, I always get a, um, a kick out of this because um, she is so persistent and I have to um, make sure um, that... Um, Next week, Janice uh, will be hosting Christopher Everett, maker of the film Wilmington on Fire, Chauncey DeVega on the 11th of June, and Effie Wanganza on the 21st, on the 25th, I'm sorry, on the 25th. Um, Sad as it is, the events that have unfolded, as they say, life goes on. And um, this has really, really kind of sullied my weekend for me. But um, like I said, like they say, like everybody says, life goes on. So let me do what I do at this point. And I'm going to say this, and I'll... I wanted to get into um, a few of the, I guess, my opinion of the madness. You know, I am wholeheartedly, 100% full throttle, Bernie Sanders. I want Bernie Sanders to be the nominee so bad. But it seems that and I can't seem to say it seems that. It is that. The Democratic National Committee or National, whoever the hell they want to call themselves, they put their thumb on the scale for Hillary. Now, there are questions you must ask yourself. As appalled as you are, at the process, and as Bernie said, he knew the rules coming in. We all knew the rules coming in. The um, the skirmishes in Nevada, which basically happened to be untrue, but um, 
what they did was to simply close ranks and make sure that um, they got they got the DNC got it their way. Has Bernie Sanders been um, slighted? Yes, he's been slighted with the scheduling of the debates on Saturday evenings and when most of the people were watching college football when it begins. He's been ignored by the mainstream corporate media who seems to continue with this socialism. He's a socialist. He's a socialist. And that comes out. But I got I have to be honest. I like I I'll, I'll repeat. I am a Bernie Sanders fan. But Bernie Sanders was weak. Weak. Not on his beliefs. Bernie Sanders was weak on his method. He was weak in his method. I heard a very profound from yet another damn comedian. Why is it that comedians speak clearer and more sharper than these so-called Democrats, these politicians? And what I basically came to understand from what uh, the comedian said was that um, Bernie Sanders should not have started out, started all of this out on um, free education, free health care, and those are actually his platform. And he was right to go that far, but when he was challenged, what he did not do was challenge capitalism. And that's what he should have done, was challenge capitalism in and of itself. Because capitalism is the cancer. He should have critiqued capitalism. The ethos of selfishness and materialism. And in putting capitalism on trial, out there as a platform, he would have been able to more, I would say, better, better explain social. You know, they talk about socialism like like it's, it's some kind of cancer. When in fact, also, as a comedian said, Bill Maher said it last night, socialism is the cure for capitalism. It's the lap band for capitalism that makes sure that capitalism doesn't eat everything. Capitalism has taken over our health care, our education. Capitalism has taken over the military, uh, industrial complex, privatization, the new meaning. And what privatization explicitly does is to cost the taxpayer. You see, privatization feeds at the trough of the taxpayer three to five times more than the government. And I say that, and I say that with confidence, because it's true. 
347-838-9852 is the number to reach me. If you agree, if you disagree, if you have an opinion, it will serve you well to talk it out, to hash it out. But right now, what we have is this so-called civil war within the progressive side of the fence. And it's really not. It's really not because when it's all said and done, ever becomes the nominee. And like I said, I'm for burning. You must find a way, even if you hold your nose, even if you hold your nose, you must stop the <clears throat> the orange man, the bigot, the racist, the idiot, the bully. You must stop Donald Trump. And that is just that's that's those those are just hard facts. Those are just that is the truth of it, the truth of the matter. There's too much at stake. And I heard um, the Black Eagle. Um, they call him the Black Eagle. He's on Sirius out of Washington. And I can't really think of his name right now, but um, it'll come to mind. As he said, black people cannot afford Donald Trump. Now, you got rich white people out here. You got middle class white people. You got well to do white people out here. They can survive. They can, you know, get by for the next four years. Four years. But black people cannot afford Donald Trump. So we have not just a job to do, we have a decision to make. And that decision has to be. Don't sit at home with a full diaper and your thumb in your mouth angry. Bernie Sanders will come out and he will endorse just as Hillary will come out and she will endorse Bernie Sanders. You see, this is classic example of making um, how do they put it the the good the enemy of the perfect something like that <laughs> but um, we see the and we know the downside of a Clinton presidency the Clintons have done a great deal of damage, not only to this country, but to the African-American community. And oh, by the way, in case you haven't noticed it, the African-American community is firmly, staunchly, unapologetically behind Hillary Clinton. And I'll tell you why. They're behind them because they don't know anybody. If you don't know better, you don't do better. 
their inability to think for themselves. All they know is Bill Clinton played the saxophone, he's a black player, he was a person, all of that nonsense. If you look at what's happening, let's deal with reality. Let's not, let me put it like this. Let's not say that Hillary's going to jail. Yes, we have them. People, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. So, at some point, we need to get into a mode, into a position where we can do the most to drag, literally drag the Democratic Party back to the left, back to progressive ideas. The ideology of progressives has to win, not only the White House, but it has to win the Democratic Party. You must have the full savvy to be accepting. Be accepting of the things that are reality, that are going to happen. And that's all I've seen on the social media um, posts are Hillary this, Hillary lied about that, Hillary, 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 Hillary this. And like I said, I'm neither here nor there on Hillary's lies about being under fire 15, 10 years ago or her... um, her, uh, they must be brought to to heal, and yeah, she was saying that's at a time when um, her, you know, when you talk about the things, the, the damage that the Clintons have done, you have to, you have to bring this stuff up because it's the truth, and I agree with you wholeheartedly. They have done some serious damage. You can't just say I'm sorry. One of the biggest lies, one of the biggest lying narratives, just for a minute, take away Hillary's vote for the stupid war. That one vote made it went to war anyway because so many others voted for the war. No, she can't escape that. No, your apology is not accepted for that war. So, there you have that. So when you hear people say, and they continue to beat that drum, beat that drum, beat that drum, you know, uh, the orange man, the liar, the thin-skinned coward, Donald Trump was also for that war, but he wasn't a politician, and he didn't have a vote on audio being for the war. Again, he backs up off of it. But it seems that this is the albatross around her neck as well it should be. But that one her one vote would not have changed the circumstances. The circumstances have been changed and were written in stone because the 
right wing in this country. Chicken hawks, the warlords, call them, give them, give them a name. That's what they wanted, and that's what they did. Accessible? Hell no. And that's why I want to specifically speak to you about the power of propaganda, to you about the power of propaganda. But one of the things that has taken root and one of the things that has been repeated at nauseam are the lies about job creation. And what I'll do is, here is what Rick Hanauer had to say about rich people create jobs, and that's been the mean. It is astounding how significant facts by fact that if the typical American family still retained the same share of income that they did in 1970, they'd earn like $45,000 more a year. Imagine what our economy would be like if that were the case. Significant privileges have come to people like me, capitalists, for being perceived as job creators at the center of the economic universe. And the language and metaphors we use to defend the current economic and social arrangements is telling. It's a small jump from job creator to the creator. This language obviously wasn't, this language was not chosen by accident. And it's only honest to admit that when somebody like me calls themselves a job creator, we're not just describing how the economy works, but more particularly, we're making a claim on status and privileges that we deserve. Speaking of special privileges, the extraordinary differential between the 15% tax rate that capitalists pay on carried interest, dividends, and capital gains, and the 35% top marginal rate on work that ordinary Americans pay, it's kind of hard to justify without a touch of deification. We've had it backwards for the last 30 years. Rich people like me don't create jobs. Jobs are a consequence of an ecosystemic feedback loop between customers and businesses. And when the middle class thrives, businesses grow and hire and own this profit. That's why taxing the rich to pay for investments that benefit all is such a fantastic deal for the middle class and the rich. So ladies and gentlemen, here's an idea worth spreading. In a capitalist economy, the true job creators are middle class consumers. And taxing the rich to make investments that make the middle class grow and thrive is the single shrewdest thing we can do from a middle class to poor and for the rich. Thank you. Now, there you have it. Uh, that has been the problem, is that they've messaged rich people create jobs. They're job creators. And they've said it over and over and over. And they've repeated this lie ad nauseum until 
that's the written in stone, that rich people create jobs, that they are the job creators, and if you re- if you increase their taxes, then you will lose jobs. And that has not been the case. And there is the shortcomings of messaging from the progressive end, from the Bernie Sanders camp. If Bernie Sanders himself had a better of messaging or a stronger message, I think he understands messaging. I just believe he needs to have a stronger message. And that stronger message should have been the attack on capital. And I'm looking in the chat room, and I see Michelle Odom, I see Rashid, NYC, and I see India Declare. And I also see uh, problems with sound. Are we having sound problems? Can someone give me some feedback? Um, Because right now, I'm at, uh, I guess I'm, in the desert here, but um, just let me say that um, when you get into this level of politics, when you get to a point where it is all in, you see, there are still enough never Trump people out there to give him a real tough time. Am I worried that he'll become president? No, I am not. For he has alienated every ethnic group that he needs to become president. And not only that, he's alienated the the normal, not the normal, because they aren't normal. They're obstructionists and bigots. But one opportunity that is being missed, and it's being missed badly by Democrats, progressives, is that now that they have rallied around and fallen in line with a bigot like Donald Trump, he you who just, how do they say, he can't help himself. He's an arrogant bully. He's a billionaire bully, and he cannot help himself. So when you get to that point, hang Donald Trump around their neck for the down ticket of the Senate, because every one of those senators are supporting Donald Trump, hang Donald Trump around their neck and take back the Senate. The House is going to be tougher because of the gerrymandering. But I I really believe that they can pick up some seats, and they will pick up some seats in the House. But when you get right down, Marco Rubio is not running for Senate. Alan Grayson is running for that seat. And he must win. Hang Donald Trump around the neck of the GOP candidate for Senate in Florida and pick up that seat. It is an election year. Professor sat at home in 2010. And that's when the imbalance started. Sanders and the millions that follow him, they must step into 
the breach and pull the Democratic Party back to the left, back to progressive values. And for all of you people who want to sit at home because you don't like Hillary, can you afford Donald Trump? Do you think Jill Stein is going to make that um, leap? Is she going to jump the shark and and become the next president of the United States? That's what I'm saying when I talk about political reality. I talk about political reality because that's what we have left. That's where we should be. We know who the favorites are. We know, and I got to tell you, the the way it's it, it the way it appears to be penciling out, I do believe that more than likely, now don't don't get tested me. More than likely, Hillary may win California. When I say she may win California, those are just the facts. Those are just the facts. She still commands the majority of the African-American vote. And can you you actually trust the millennials to come out? And when you hear people speak about uh, current rules, Hillary Clinton has 2,310 delegates. Bernie Sanders has 1,542. Without the superdelegates, she would have 1768. Bernie Sanders would have 1499. So, with uh, proportional, with superdelegates, she would have 2009. He would have 1680. With proportional delegates and no superdelegates, she'd have 1722. He'd have 1424. Winner take all states, all delegates. She would have 2712. He would have 1119. GOP rules. Hillary would have 1955. Bernie Sanders would have 978. The popular vote, she's beating him by 3 million. Every turn, every scenario, Hillary still wins. I wish it were different. I wish it were better. I break into a song, but I can barely talk now. Three four seven eight three eight nine eight five two. I am going to take a break. And if you have a opinion, a position some logical reasoning. You you know something about um, this primary, Democratic primary, as opposed to last year's, I mean in 2008, not last year, in 2008. You remember Hillary stayed in for long, and you remember one of the reasons she said she was staying in? She said she was staying in because of the assassination of Robert Kennedy. So whether or not she was trolling for the assassination of Senator Obama or not, even 
then, you know, things weren't, uh, let's say, peachy for Hillary Clinton in 2008. And as we felt as she was losing, we will feel the same way if she wins, or we should feel the same way if she wins. No, I'm not saying be happy. I'm not saying you're going to be happy. What I'm simply saying is that political reality has to take precedence over what you really want or what you really feel. You have to understand what's at stake here. And she's, um, Hillary Clinton has uh, literally excoriated this know-nothing fool in the last few days, and the press has been all over him. He cannot help. His ego will not let him sit back and uh, be a normal politician. He says he's not a politician. He is a liar. He is a liar. He's a con man. He's a snake oil salesman. He's all of the above. So let me take this break because I should know the boss is very angry about not taking breaks. So here we go. We have a distracting. Elect the people middle class who are vulnerable to propaganda and repetitious bullshit that you hear coming from the mouths of these clowns day after day. And that's where we are. And that's why it's almost the bewitching hour. It's almost checkmate. It's almost that time. The time is of no return. It's almost the time when we won't be able to recover. Because recovery simply will not be in the cards for us. We cannot, I repeat, we cannot continue down this road because this road is headed for the ultimate dead end. You're listening to Our Common Ground with Alpha the Gypsy Man, the daddy of pushback politics. Alpha is in the house on our common ground. Just damn. No matter what, know your value. No matter what, know you matter. The I Declare Show, home of Real Raw Right Now Talk Media. I Declare Show is where we deal with the difficult, real, raw, right now. The I Declare Show. Real, raw, right now, talk media. I Declare. The I Declare Show, Tuesdays, 9 p.m. I'm Janice Graham, and I Declare. It's real, raw, and right now. The I Declare Show with India Declare. How do you wake up the entire African-American community to the hidden issue of mental health? 
It showed up in my life through one of my best friends. And we've been friends for over 30 years. One story at a time. If we would have known earlier, you know, we would have been more, much more supportive with her. Once I reached out to my sister, it got a little better. Once I told my mother, it got a little better. The more I talked about it, I felt it coming off. The healing is in me, and the healing in the journey can also be extended to others. It's our community and our mental health. Giving voice to what you're feeling is part of the healing. If you're strong enough to just open your mouth, that's all it takes. And the most revolutionary and healing thing that black people can do right now is to love one another. It's time to share ourselves. Healing starts with us. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, the Ad Council, and the Stay Strong Foundation. You're listening to Truth Works Network, the Alpha Show. Truth Works Network, um, I have yet to make a decision. More than likely, I will resume my Friday evening show, the Alpha show, on Friday evenings at 10 o'clock Eastern Time at Truth Works Network here at Blog Talk Radio. Uh, I have a few more things to get um, to take care of when it comes to um, startup and getting my show back because uh, I've been gone about uh, almost a year now. It may, may be a little more than a year with um, my illness and all of that, but um, it's, I'm still in a, at a less than 100%. So, But more than likely, I will start back up uh, doing a Friday show every Friday night at uh, 10 o'clock Eastern Time over at TruthWorks Network, the Alpha Show. Uh, let me, oh, uh, 347-838-9852, if you want to um, give me your opinion. And I ask the question, for those of you who are staunchly going to sit at home and if Mr. Bernie Sanders does not win, and because you have principle, you're a principled individual who simply won't vote for Hillary. And let me put it, let me say again, I agree with you 100% of the damage the Clintons have caused, the damage the Clintons have done. But what I don't agree with you is not voting for someone that uh, will prevent Donald Trump from becoming president. And that is my only problem. That is that is what I say. But I, like I said, I would uh, hope that um, you would give me a call and we can talk about it. See if I can't persuade you to hold your nose and vote for the lesser of two evils is the lesser evil. And hopefully with the support of the Sanders coalition, they will pull her further back to the progressive movement, back further left. She was for the TPP, now she says she's not. 
and hold her accountable for the position that she takes. As you all know, uh, Barack Obama is still for the TPP, and he will be trying to push it. Although uh, what is not being um, reported is that the TPP is in big trouble in the other countries. So let's not um, let's not jump the gun. It's still there. It's still possible. But this is one thing I hope he doesn't get. Bernie Sanders, and I don't know how many of you saw the clip of Bernie Sanders uh, railing against the um, Colombian Panamanian uh, trade deal in which um, he raised the issue. He, he literally said that the Panamanian-Colombian trade deal was for money uh, laundering and hiding money and tax avoidance for tax shelter. And I have to, I got to be honest, at this point and with the atmosphere and with the condition of our country, we have millions of dollars being wasted, stolen through fraud and other techniques. And you have people who are simply willing to defund and they call them entitlement programs. It's not entitlement. It's not Social Security that has that is the big lift of this nation. We pay in the Social Security. Just like it's not the post office, it's not poor children on food stamps, it's not poor mothers looking for uh, child care. You have to understand. And then, too, maybe you are simply that climb the ladder and pull it up behind you type of individual. But in each and every case, this is what we have and this is what we're in for. You, you can't believe that there is going to be a a shift in the ideology from the other side because it's not. It's not going to happen. We have to demand. We must literally demand that people change the agenda, change the ideology. And you have to change the ideology. You have to spend the money that we have in a better manner. They are cutting services. They're cutting needed services, and they're calling them entitlement programs. But they give tax breaks to the CEOs to the tune of $7 billion a year. Tax cuts for luxury jets are at $3 million a year. Big oil subsidies are at $37.5 billion a year. Pharmaceutical subsidies are at $270 billion a year. 
So that's just for us. So the net profits of the top 11 global pharmaceutical companies from 2003 to 2012, profits $711 billion. But we're going to cut food stamps. Capital gains tax break, $51 billion. So we're going to cut child care. Corporate tax subsidies from state and local government, $80 billion a year. So we're going to cut Medicare and Medicaid. You still have states that haven't taken expanded Medicaid. Handouts to big agriculture, $18 billion a year. Wall Street welfare, $83 billion a year. Port import bank subsidies, $112 billion a year. How much money do these clowns need? We finance, the government finances corporate welfare. So let's cut the needy. The teachers are making too much. Their pensions are too much. But federal contracts for the top 200 biggest companies, federal contracts for the top 200 biggest companies, $880 billion. It wasn't the grandma who needs Medicaid. It wasn't the hungry child. It wasn't the elderly on Social Security. It wasn't the disabled veteran or the single mother getting food stamps that crashed the financial market, period. Those who are, it was the rich. It was the greedy. And at some point, we have to take a stand. At some point, we have to pull those Wall Street Democrats back to the progressive left or vote them out. The Chuck Schumers, the Dick Durbin, all of those Democrats who seem to have lost their way because they're getting so much money. Money talks and B.S. walks. But at some point, as the CEO of Amazon said, the pitchforks and torches are coming. But I just, for the love of me, don't understand. I'm just, I'm just a who's who. And if I can see it, those professional people who are making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year and reaping the benefits and becoming wealthy individuals from their position are wreaking havoc with this country. You have a group of people who are so hateful and so opposed to progress. They are simply saying no. 
and they are saying no to rational things. They're saying no to a president because he's black. That's the only reason. All the country is a disaster. The country has not been a disaster. 75 straight months of private sector job growth. And the country is a disaster. But they repeated enough. They repeated over and over and over again. And it becomes the narrative. And once it becomes the narrative, and as it continues to be the narrative, what we have are people who simply don't get it and don't understand it. Ah, what is this we have here? Three four seven eight three eight nine eight five two. I have a caller here. Two. Welcome to the our common ground. I'm sitting in for Janice Graham. My name is Alpha. Well, good afternoon, Alpha. Uh, it's India. How are you this evening, India, sir? How are you, India? India, declare of the I declare show. Uh, India, am I that far off base? You know, Alpha, I'm listening, and and I've been listening, and thank you guys so much for supporting uh, the I Declare show. Um, I I heard your bumper, and it's fabulous. Thank you for that. Thank you, Ms. Janice Graham. You know, I've been listening, and Alpha, you and I have had this conversation, and I'm really struggling with this. I'm I'm really struggling. And all of the all of the um, uh, corrupted um, uh, tax provisions that you've been articulating, um, uh, uh, the, the, um, uh, the the Panamanian um, uh, trade uh, deal and the Colombian trade deal and um, the Clinton entity, the Clinton machine. It's at the root of so much um, uh, freak, uh, corrupted capitalism. Uh, The Clinton presidency, uh, by which the first lady, then first lady, fully advocated and campaigned for her husband's policies, and and then as, as 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 Secretary of State was one of the architects of of the uh um uh of 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 our of our foreign policy and and the vote for the Iraq war and 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 the support um uh in 2011 uh in regards to the Panama and the Colombia trade deal i mean are, are we supposed to overlook all of this i mean Other uh, other than um, uh, and I and and I'm not dismissing the significance and or importance of social uh, issues, but how I'm trying to answer your question that you put to the audience: How do we hold these particular Dinos, Democrats in name only? The woman said she was a Rockefeller. What is it? Goldwater girl to me, she still oh, is. Yeah. It's, I mean, are we supposed? I mean, I mean, it's like what? Okay, and another thing. Look, I haven't even asked the question. 
uh, in regards to every time we see when the when the when the corporate media cuts to a Clinton uh, speech or a so-called rally, have you noticed it's always a tight shot? Uh, we've seen lines and lines of people for Trump, lines and lines of people for Senator Sanders. Senator Sanders has spoken at at at, at stadiums and 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 I mean he's spoken to probably millions of people across the country. Where are the lines to see this lady? Where are the stadiums full of people? What 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 what? Uh uh uh. It's been so much lying and corruption and thieving and manipulating and scheming and 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 pulling. Every lever, they dance on the head of a legal needle all the time. How are we supposed to put our total uh, 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 constitutional security in the hands of these cats when we know what they're about? I don't really care what this lady says. I go by what has been done. And 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 I mean, uh, other than some social issues, and I'm not dismissing their importance, I can't really see the difference between, really between the Dems and the Repubs. The That's way this, the way the Democratic National Committee has handled the rigging of this entire uh, uh, primary calendar. Uh, uh, I mean, where are all the millions of people that have voted for her? Where are the stadiums full of people? Uh, um, uh, I'm, I'm trying to get a wide shot when the woman speaks. We see her and the flags, and she got a few black people standing behind her or, or you know, or somebody representing the Hispanics and some women clapping. But I have yet to see, and maybe it's me, it, it might be me, I just have yet to see the lines of people lining up, waiting hours and hours and hours to see uh, Hillary Clinton. No, you're absolutely right. This is this is this is a very well managed uh, visual, and you are absolutely right at your your uh, hesitation to be accepting. She is and what she has represented. Like I said, the Clintons have been very destructive to our community. But can we afford? Can we afford? Will we survive a Donald Trump? I you know, I really think I really I really don't. You know what? I just I do not think that. That the I mean, yes to answer your question yes we can survive a Donald Trump this country is not going to uh, 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 burst in the flames over Donald Trump we survived all these other creeps of course we can survive Donald Trump I'm not going to put our entire um, um, the depth and the and the, and the, and the gravity of our culture we survived hundreds of years of slavery we survived all this damn madness hell yeah we can survive Donald Trump I mean I'm really having problems with this I, I mean I'm just I'm really uh, and and I've gone to Dr Jill Stein's you know site and and the libertarian thing I can't you know I can't rock with that. Uh, but these Clintons, 
Uh, <laughs> I, I, I mean, it's uh, it's got a real slave vibe to it. it it's just, it's got a real, it, 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 it's cleanse. It's got a stench that I think, I think it's, it, it would be a strategic error to just run towards that. Now, I, 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 I mean, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I want to, I want to go with your scenario, but, but to me, as I put in your channel, this is way deeper than hold your nose. This is, this is, this is, this is, this ain't. I mean, to me, I mean, I mean, and like I said, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm too close to all this crap, and I'm all drained and burned out and shit. I don't know. But to me, this is, this no. is, this is way deeper than hold your nose. Well. Close your eyes and hold your nose. And I, I look like I'll, I'll continue to say it over and over and over again. I am where you are. I agree with you wholeheartedly. And I'll say it and I'll say it again. The Clintons has been absolutely no good for the community. But you're talking about Supreme Court justices. You're talking about continuing to live in this environment of white supremacy. You're talking about continuing to live in uh, an environment where if it's Donald Trump, the bigotry is more emboldened. There is no Okay, so what's the what's the difference? Is it is it is it is is it better to have you know like your bigotry in drag and and like a soft sneering you know, cigar smoking, you know, uh, 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 con artist bigotry, or is it better to have your bigotry just like right, right in the middle of the table? I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm trying, I'm really trying to see the difference. I know what these cats say. I know she gets up there and now she's all flanked with the black people and all that. You know, like I get the whole theater of it, but this whole manipulating, okay, 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 for instance. The cat that set up her email server pleaded the fifth or or, 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 or or came out that he is going to plead the fifth. That dropped this week. No media was on that. That was huge, huge. <laughs> That's huge. But yet we, 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 we know about every pipe in the Trump University or non-university or whatever. I mean, I'm just saying that this is all – the game is so the cake is so baked, the game is so rigged. Obviously the corporate establishment wants her because she gonna keep she gonna keep everything I mean, like it is. Absolutely. I mean, we have been fucked. We have I mean I don't know, man. I'm 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 just I'm having some real issues with these cats and um uh uh, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't drug us off the back of a truck once, and I, 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 I ain't ready for another ride like that. And 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 and, and this cat, I mean, even the repubs don't like him. They don't even Trump. They don't even know if he's a Republican. They think that this cat is a liberal in drag. It's kind of like reverse. Well, it's like they think he's a liberal in drag, and he's just saying all of which. I don't know why he would handle his campaign like his campaign one of the dumbest campaigns I have ever seen. Obviously, you need the Latino vote. You need everybody's damn vote. So why you go around insulting everybody? I don't understand his strategy. But the Repubs don't even believe he's with them. 
And this chick, this chick ain't with the average American. I don't care what she say. We were not there when she gave the speeches. We still don't know what was said in the speech. I mean, it's been documented so many times that her husband, especially that second term, her husband's second term especially, was uh, he laid the red carpet out to Wall Street so that she could run for the Senate. They don't have to take my word for it. It's right out there. So that she could run for the Senate and ultimately run for the president. This has been all grid a long time. And it's like everything is just falling just right. Trump is such a clown. He's going to make it kind of halfway easy for Bernie sitting there telling the people what's dope. And people are just like, not, you know, I don't know who he is. I mean, I mean, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to do. And, 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 and I can't be the only one. But, the, but, the, but this Clinton crap. Man, uh, like you said, you said it last week or whenever I was on there, the time before last, whatever. You said we ain't going to get zip, zero, zilch, nada, zero, nada, nothing, that. Okay, well, then why, I mean, then why are we voting by then? Well, in, in this case, you are, you are actually, like I said, you're actually looking at the lesser of two evils. And to stop someone a key like a Keyword exactly. evil. So exactly. you want evil in a pantsuit or evil or evil with a bad a hair job and a crazy tan? Evil in a pantsuit with some heels on, some hairspray and makeup as opposed to evil in a bigoted suit and <laughs> I mean I mean this is deep. This is the deepest shit I ever seen in my lifetime. We we as a people, we as a people have to be honest about it. We have to be honest about There are things that we have to be honest about. But like I said at the top, she has the African-American vote. Because Barack Obama's going to give that to her. She has the Hispanic vote. She has the women's vote. I would love to have Bernie Sanders He's a nominee. But in any scenario, the numbers aren't adding up. They're just not adding up. And we are, we are going to have a choice. We are definitely going to have a choice. And I want to thank you for <laughs> for <laughs> expressing yourself. But I, but, and I knew, I knew exactly that, you know, I, I wanted to hear from, you know, people who have serious reservations. Right, right, and I want to hear it too. Alpha, look, let me say this before I go. Thank you for coming on the air, and we, my, myself and your audience, we wait on the edge of our seats for your return on Friday night, sir. Love you. Big ups to Miss Janice Graham, and uh, I'll, I'll, I'll be on Tuesday, and we can kind of finish this out. But thank you for letting me vent. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you very much, India. Appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Let me see. Coming up next, I have 646. Um, let me get that in. 646, welcome to the Our Common Ground program. This is Alpha sitting in for Janice Graham. Hey, Alpha, it's Jay, man. How you feeling, bro? Jay, how you doing? I'm doing, I'm doing a little better. That's why I'm able to 
you know, sit in for Janice this evening, but uh, it's a rough road, but I'm doing a little better. Thanks for that. Man, I'm, I'm, I'm really glad you're doing better, man, and it's it's good to hear your voice again. Alpha, even though you know me and you don't agree on too many things, but we agree on enough things to get by. Now, number one, you know, I think people constantly talk about this whole situation with the Supreme Court. Me, myself, personally, I give less than a damn about it because the bottom line is it's the judges beneath the Supreme Court that are the ones that's really causing the problems and the conflicts within this country. And the Supreme Court is really not going to do anything or change anything to benefit our people. As you can see, it's been 50 years since we've had the so-called Voters' Rights Act, and every time you turn around, you got to go about the business of renewing it and all of the nonsense that goes on. Myself personally, hey, they're not gonna make it permanent. Why? Why? Why make it permanent? They're not gonna make it permanent, so we don't have to continue to go through it. So they yeah, don't but get the but to, 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 to chip away at. Yeah, but who fault is that? If anything, that would be the Democrats' fault because if they really cared about civil rights when they had control of all the legislation bodies, they could have done some things to make it permanent. See, that's the game that's constantly being played on us. You know what I mean? These Democrats make it seem as though they're our friends. But every time you turn around, they're sticking it to us. They're doing little yeah, things just, to, just to keep us under a little bit of control so that we won't abandon these Neanderthals. But you see, the reality boils down to this. The things that are going on in North Carolina, the thing that's going on in Kansas City that no one talks about, which you need to investigate and look at what's going on there, which will give you an idea on what will happen in a sense if Donald Trump becomes president. If Donald Trump becomes president, what's happening in regards to Kansas City, the way that the governor, I think his name is Bankhead, went in there and changed all of the tax laws to benefit the rich and damn near them bankrupt the state? And here it is, the legislature doesn't want, no, hold on. The legislature doesn't want to go and reverse the damage that is happening. In essence, that's what may happen if Trump gets into office. But, you know, the reality is, like in North Carolina and all of these other places, if you allow these people to get into office on a local level, then you're going to have problems. Now, we have had Obama in office for almost eight years. What the hell has his attorney generals, the last two, done for people of color? Seriously. They ain't done a damn thing if you really look at what's going on in regards to people of color. And see, these are the things that we really don't want to talk about 
an address. You understand? They haven't done nothing. Hold on. And whoever this lady's in there now hasn't done anything. Here's your problem. Here's your problem. You you reference Kansas. John Baptist is the governor of Kansas, and they hold the legislative, the legislative body. It's all Republican in Kansas, and most of your red states, and most of these states in Wisconsin, in Michigan, in Pennsylvania, Republicans control the legislature. And what they do, they're not afraid to govern their way, regardless of how fair of how idiotic, they they govern. They take the bull by the horns and say the hell with everybody else, and they govern. When but that's Barack right. Obama, when Barack Obama had fifty nine senators waiting on the senator from Minnesota, and the whole nine yards, what he failed to do was instruct Harry Reid to kill that filibuster, so he could get his agenda through. Democrats, progressives, so-called progressives, don't rule with an iron fist like that because the Democratic Party has been so corrupted by Wall Street Democrats, Dinos, and Blue Dogs. You see, so if that's the case, why would you support them? Why, why would you support why? them if that's the case? What, what makes you feel that the Democrats will do better by you when they have already shown, when they have had control, they haven't done a damn thing for you. I mean, it's like, you know, you got people pulling pulling wool over your eyes, and you got people tricking you, you got people playing games with you. You know, what, what happens to black folks is they always get caught up in the boogeyman syndrome. They always allow themselves to be manipulated by their oppressor, you know? And the thing really boils down to, Alpha, is that whoever is in office, black people are not going to suffer no more than they suffered beforehand. Because the bottom line is, Obama's been in office for seven years, and the plight of black people has not improved. Donald Trump is coming into office, if he gets in, under the auspice that he's going to make the lives, now listen to this, of white males better. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. There is nothing in place or anything that he couldn't put in place based on the direction that this country is going to help white males. And how much more do white males have to be helped? I mean, white males don't need any help. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. What are you talking about, white males don't need no help, man? Don't you realize that this is a white man country and that we as black people are just here taking over? No, no, no. Let me finish. No, no, no. No, no, no. Listen. This is the problem with the Negro. The Negro does not understand that his place is nothing more 
than to be cultural capital for white folks. His only job here in America is to serve white folks and hope that they'll keep their foot over their neck. That's why the Negro has never been able to put himself in the position to be free and look homeward bound. Everybody else, every other nationality comes to this country to presume, to, to if they're given the opportunity to improve their position and go to hell back home. That's why Puerto Rico is in the problems that it's in. Because the people who have the ability to go back to Puerto Rico won't go back. That's why you have a country like the Dominican Republic stay somewhat afloat. All of these Latin countries that are having problems, the main reason is because their people haven't been able to gain enough economic resources to go back home and stabilize their country. American Negro is in this country as nothing more than the white man's slave till the day you die. All you have to do is look at what's going on. This is a white man's country, and if we ever realize it, we'll be all right. Okay, okay. I don't disagree with anything that you have said. I don't disagree with the Democratic Party is not actually our friends. I don't disagree with any of that. But there is somewhere that you must start to drag that back, to drag those Democratic representatives back or vote them out. The Tea Party didn't just show up. They showed up and they got what they wanted, and now they've pulled the Republican Party so far right that they sent the government into gridlock. They and you're wrong. Everything. When you got and somebody you, you wrong. You're wrong. You say I'm wrong? I'll tell you why you're wrong, and it's simple why you're wrong. Because where are the Tea Party at right now with the play that's going on with Donald Trump? It's not the Tea Partiers who are pushing Donald Trump to the forehead of this nomination. And nobody talks about it, brother. Let me tell you who it is. It's the everyday Joe Blow white man who is not even affiliated with the Tea Party or the Conservative Party that has been, in a sense, out of politics, that is totally frustrated by the position that the Tea Party and the regular Conservatives have taken. That's why. Ted Cruz or Jeff Bush couldn't beat Donald Trump. And everybody's missing that point. Everybody's missing that point. Not just the fact that they couldn't. Look, Donald Trump is no phenomenon. Donald Trump is no no, uh, uh, savior of blue-collar white men. Donald Trump is nothing more than a, a snake oil salesman, a lying canard. And it was, he he tapped the he tapped the vein of bigotry and racism. He 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 is the quintessential. The, it's uh, not bigotry. It's not racism. bigotry and racism, bro. It's not bigotry and racism. Stop looking at it as bigotry and racism. 
It's white nationalism, bro. There is a difference. Yo, Alpha, Alpha, there is a difference. Alpha, there is a difference between bigotry and racism and white nationalism. Most of those people that are supporting Trump are more concerned about their survival as white people than they are about black and brown and other people because they realize that they're being decimated. It's just like when you talk about integration, affirmative action, and diversity. All of those things are based upon other cultures taking a position within those entities and taking advantage of it. And black folks have no say to or play in anything. That's why I always say diversity is a fraud. Diversity is for everyone else other than black folks. If what you are saying is true, then why are these same people angry at the fact that Republicans filibustered everything that this president tried to do to get the economy rolling that would have brought them infrastructure jobs, that would have brought them clean energy jobs, that would have brought veterans jobs? They filibustered it all. Why aren't they angry at the Republicans? They are angry. They are angry. They are angry at the Republicans. The reason why you know that. No, no, no. No, no, no. They are angry at the Republicans. The point of the matter is two things. It's who's making the narrative that is determining what the anger is. If there wasn't anger, there would be no Donald Trump. If they was going along with it in the direction that it was going, it would be either Jeb Bush or Ted Cruz. See, this is, this is what people don't get. No, no, no. See, Alpha, what people don't get is it's who sets forward the narrative that determines how one moves forward. It's the messaging. It's the ability and the messaging. The media has pushed the messaging for the Republican Party. And the Republican uh, Party, uh, the message has been, grind this government to a standstill so nothing gets done and then point to the other side and blame both sides. Okay, okay. So, 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 so let me ask you this. If Donald Trump gets in office, explain to me what will be different if Hillary Clinton got in office. What the difference will be will be very small if they are unable to get the Senate. And it'll be a little better if they're able to get the House. What Republicans will do is to keep this country at a standstill, at a do-nothing. So they can say government does not work. And if they can say government does not work, they can push that Claim that narrative that you have to get rid of government. When they say government doesn't create jobs, but they're constantly trying to get rid of government jobs, and they have been very successful in doing it, very successful in doing it with the help of the media. So you cannot simply say that they're angry because of this or that. They should be angry at Republicans 
for obstruction. There haven't been 75 straight months of job growth because Republicans helped out. They do, but when you but when you talk about job growth, the thing that you never really talk about is what kind of job growth. The job growth that is being can, 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 that's being created does not create the middle class again. See, that's no, the misnomer. And this is why. And this is why. And this is why there is such a problem. But listen, I know there's other people that want to come in and talk to you all for. I just would like to say I'm glad to hear you back on the air. Keep up the good fight. And listen, whatever you do, you got to deal with people on the local level because the national level is not going to do anything, and we have to stop being scared of what Donald Trump may do because I will say this to you. Hillary Clinton will be no better, and if all truthfulness comes into play, I think she'll absolutely probably be worse because she will keep us in continuous conflicts around the world. So let's all just keep ourselves at a balanced position and figure out how we can collectively come together and do something that can lead us homeward bound. And you take care, Alpha, and it's good talking to you, brother. All right. Thanks a lot for your call, Jay. Thank you for calling, man. Appreciate it. Brother Jay. And like Jay said, we didn't agree on a lot of things, and he's right, but that's that's where we are here. We cannot say that um, at some point we cannot have a conversation about what's going on. We cannot have a conversation about uh, our differences of opinion. Let me go to 438. Can I get 438 here? 438. Hello, sir. 438, you're on. How are you this very good, Thank sir. Very good. I, I have to say, this is going to be a great election. This is going to be this is going to be an election where we're going to fight out as Americans if we're for the truth or for lies. I, I'm listening to what you're saying and everything. I'm going to vote for Donald Trump. I have no problem with him. I'm listening to people say that he's racist or he's bigger than this is this. He didn't say anything that's racist. What did he say against Mexican that was wrong? He said, basically, his quote, and I have it in my face, he basically said there's illegal illegal Mexicans that crosses our borders, that some of them are rapists, some of them bring drugs, and that some of them are maybe good people, but the majority of illegal immigrants are not good. What is wrong with that statement? Because it's untrue. The majority, you say it's not on true when he, wait, wait, it's not on true when he went to the people who are basically responsible for our borders and asked them how is it happening in our border. It's not on true when people are studying those things and basically showing you stats that 70 percent of people who does cross the border, a lot of those women get raped. That's not true. That's not on true. You're saying that 70% of the women that cross our borders yes. are raped? Yes, yes, They get raped by Mexicans and everything. They get raped by business. Yes. It is very hard. 
Where are you going? Uh, I could send you the stat. I could send you the fact. I could send you the study. I have no problem. Donald Trump doesn't see things to have fun of it. That has nothing to do. We, we have, we as a nation have to sit down with immigration and find out what kind of country do we want to have. Do we want to have a country that basically says that there's two ways to go in our country. There's a legal way and an illegal way. If you do it the illegal way, it's okay. Or do we? Are we a country that's going to say no more? You're going to have to do it the right way. And if you don't do it the right way, there's consequences. It would be like me breaking the law or basically robbing or doing something. Don't you think there's supposed to be consequence when you do something wrong? Well, huh, let me put it like this: when you have, when you have an immigration policy that is so far out of whack that right now. And the so-called lawmakers craft a policy that everyone was for. Everyone was for. Both those bipartisan, both Republicans and Democrats were for this policy, for mm-hmm. this deal. And now all of a sudden Republicans are voting against their own bill because they do not want this president to get credit for anything. Anything. So the Speaker of the House Holds the bill off the floor from a vote because he knows that the Democrats will vote for it, and he knows enough Republicans will vote for it too to pass it and send it to the president's desk. And he mm-hmm. refuses to put it. And he cites uh, a Haster rule, Dennis Haster, the pedophile. He cites the rule, the Dennis Haster rule, and he won't bring it to the floor. That is obstruction, sir. I don't care how okay. you cut it. The conversation that we are having it could have been eliminated. By of course, I agree. Court. I agree with what you're I saying. Mean, it could have been I eliminated. Not, I, I agree with agree it. But, but, with the bill, but the reason with that the, in front of them, but that, that, those are just the facts. Those I, I agree with facts. what you're saying. I agree with what you're saying. So, but the problem, the reason that Donald Trump became so popular and became so much thing that a lot of people go to vote for it's because. First of all, he's outside of the, the bubble. He's outside of being Republican or Democrat. He's not basically – he's a billionaire that basically came in and said, I'm a billionaire. I don't need a special interest, and I'm going to tell the truth. Either you like it or not. we got to stop as a nation being politically correct. He said a lot of things that maybe you – He's talking about he's self-funding. He is not self-funding. Right now, do you realize what self-funding means? He is collecting donations. He is They have organized super PACs for him. He loaned his campaign this money, and with the donations to his campaign, he will pay himself back. So he has risked none of his own money. This this means that he is self he is self funding is a lie. Wait, wait, wait. He is self funding. I'm sorry. He would have never been able to say what he said. He said a lot of things that needed to be said about immigration that had never been heard and said by people. He said the truth about that. That was the truth. He said a lot of things that needed to be said about Hillary Clinton. I'm sorry. There is nothing wrong with what he said. Basically, Hillary Clinton, if you would have been a man and you would have done what you have done, you would have never been president nomination for a president. Is that wrong? He's not self-funding. He does not represent. What do you say? Okay. Uh, how do you say it? He, he's fine with when he women have a 
70% disapproval of him because of his misogyny? Look, because can, of what? Can, because of telling the truth? Wait, wait. Why is 70% of people gay what, because of telling the truth? What, because are we, living in, what, a, what, what are we living in a society? Are we living in a society that basically say oh, the way we talk to men is different to the way we talk to women? Are we living in a society well, that it, if a man does it, something if, wrong, but if a woman does something wrong, it's okay? If they were equal, is this the society you, you want to live in? Is that the society we're living in now? I want to when a woman does wrong, we don't say That's all I'm trying to get across to you. I'm asking you the question. I'm asking you the question, sir. I'm asking you the question. You have to bring the misogyny. Are you saying Donald Trump is not a misogynist? Are you saying he's not, not a sexist? He's not. Are you he's saying not. that he is wait, not wait, a sexist? He's not. He's not. He's not. He said some stuff that needed to be said. Are you telling me that if Hillary Clinton would have been a man, she would still have the nomination after all this stuff that she did? I would uh, say yes. Well, then for the Iraq war, did the email thing, Benghazi, really? Really? She would have gotten I don't think so. I don't think so. We live in a society that is basically trying to be politically correct. We live in a society that if a woman says something, does something wrong, we can't say it. For the last 50, 60 years, that has been politically correct. What's wrong with politically correct? If we did, what's wrong with politically correct? And this is what's wrong with politically. It's not telling you the truth. Truth is truth. I don't care how you say the truth is the truth. The truth is the truth. I don't care. I do not care. Let me let me make something perfectly good. I do not care how politically correct you're saying something. I want my readers to be truthful to the people. That's what I expect. I want my leaders that if they do wrong, they get consequences. Then you don't want That's Donald Trump. You want Bernie Sanders. Then you don't want Donald Trump. You want Bernie I Sanders. I do not Donald want Trump. If I had the choice between Hillary Clinton and, and Bernie, I would take Bernie. But Bernie ain't going to win. Bernie ain't going to win. Bernie's not going to be the nomination. I wish it was going to be Bernie versus Donald Trump. Let me, it ain't going to happen. Let me give you this breaking news. Let me give you this breaking news. Donald Trump will not win. He does oh, not have no, no, let me give you a verse of you. When Donald he, Trump he doesn't does debate, no, 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 no. let me give you a verse of you. You believe that he's not going to win? I, I'm guaranteed, and if you hear my word, I guarantee he will win. Because when Donald Trump will be alone with her, he will basically bring the truth to our face that the way that he, you, no other politician will say. He, he doesn't care. He will go through the whole Hillary Clinton. He has so many cases. He's told 70%. Wait, 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 wait. Let's go, wait. Sir, let's go through the thing that Hillary Clinton did. Uh, voting for Iraq hey, war sir, was wrong. They got was wrong. Oh, let's go through it. Sir, 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 let's go through it. What about the first Sir, no, let's go through it. Sir, sir, if we're going to be honest, let's go through it. We don't have time. Can we go through it? We don't have time right now. No, we don't have time. close this out. I only have a few minutes left. I want to. That's what I'm saying. That, that that's yeah. That that's the only thing I want to add in. And everything. Do not everybody in America, please listen to the debate against Trump and Hillary, because you're going to see for the first time a politician being destroyed by a person who's a business owner, being destroyed. Yeah. And I'm he telling you, he's going to happen. He had a real great week this week, did he not? <laughs> oh, come on. 
I want to thank you for your call, young man. And, uh, and I want to thank you for your call. And I, I cannot wait for the debate. I cannot wait for us to talk about it. Don't run and hide after Trump loses, okay? Oh, I ain't going to run and hide. And don't run and hide when Hillary's going to lose also. Don't run and hide. Don't start crying <laughs> when Hillary's going to lose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tears will be shed. Yeah, right. Thanks a lot for your call, man. I'm going to put you back on Thank you for my call. Thank you for taking my call. And continue a great show. Thank you. All right. Take care. Uh, I think that was a healthy back back and forth. But uh, I have to say this. If you you believe that somehow Donald Trump is going to do a, what, he's going to jump the shark? He can't turn himself around because he can't help himself. He cannot do either, and that's going to be his problem. That's, his downfall is scrutiny. He will not stand up under scrutiny. Did you, um, the, um, the philosopher, the disabled guy in the chair, Hawking, he called him RCDC, RC or whatever the hell he called. He cannot help it. Everyone who disagrees with him, he name calls. Everyone who simply calls him out on his BS, he name calls. He, he doesn't, and Hillary is right, he doesn't have the temperament. She may not have the, uh, the uh, how will I put it, she may not have the um, the and you have to understand that has been the the drumbeat. She's not honest. She's not honest. She's not honest. Benghazi, which was trumped up lies. These emails are trumped up lies. Oh, she's going to jail. All of the lies. All I'm simply saying is you're going to have a choice. I would prefer Bernie Sanders, but. I am absolutely against Donald Trump. So, look, don't um, let yourself be uh, bamboozled. Get out and vote. And uh, vote your conscience. I don't care who you vote for. But at this point in time, it seems to be a done deal. It seems to be a deal where you're going to have a choice and you make your choice. And we'll see what happens. People who can't survive four more years of Donald Trump. And I'm not worried. I can survive it. It's it's being a little tougher. We'll be in a dark place for generations. But it's got to be what it's got to be. So you have to ask yourself, where are you going? (laughs) And I've posed that question many a time. I pose that question quite a bit. Where are you going? You get beat. You gonna sit on the sidelines and watch it all decay and watch it all fall apart. You can go in and add your two cents. Put your two cents in. Because we're gonna need it. You're gonna need it. I want to say that um, 
I want to thank Jay for his call. I want to thank India for her call. 438, I didn't get your name, but um, I want to thank you for your call. But uh, there's going to be a decision. You're going to have a decision to make. And I hope everyone is happy and, like I said, is still out. But uh, follow me. Follow the Facebook page, TruthWorks, TruthWorks Network, and follow my Facebook page, The Alpha Show. And there will be word, and I expect to do a show Friday. It's coming Friday. I expect to get back on the air. I have a, a lot of things to do to get back up and to get running again. And I want to say that um, we have to uh, we have to I have to redo a lot of things. I've been gone for almost a year. When I return, which will hopefully be this Friday, we can continue with the political talk. Cause that's what I do. I do political talk. I don't do interviews. I don't do a lot of the, you know, other things that uh, talk show hosts do. I do political talk because there's nothing in the world that is going to affect your life. There's nothing that is going to help you harm you more than the politics. Of this nation Republicans Democrats They seem to be The only two Answers Barack Obama is not I repeat He is not going to save The black community Barack Obama Is not your savior We need to get it straight We need to get it right We need to be able to get our communities together. If we can't do that as a community, you know, you have Greek town, you have little Mexico, you have Chinatown, you have Italian. Everyone has a community. We have a community that's basically non-existent. We have a community that we can't possibly avoid because it's really not a community. It's actually turned into some, how should I say this? It has turned into some, some fraud. It has turned into the product of a miseducation of a lack of resources. The crime is way over the top. And we have to do better. And since we can somehow bring ourselves in our community to do the right thing, we have to do the right thing. 
in our community because Washington isn't going to save us. There is no black politician out there that's going to save us. We are at a at a precipice. We are at a at a turning point for what is going to be a decision. In my lifetime, let me put it like this, so far so good. I will be all right. I have 12 grandchildren. I have 14 great-grandchildren that I'm trying to indoctrinate to a mindset of policy. And if I can do that before I move on, before I make a transition, I'll be happy. I do this program, I do these programs to disseminate what I feel needs to be done, to say to you, do this, do that, do this. But if you choose not to listen, Eventually, you will come to understand what I mean when I say that's on you. So, like I end all my programs and I didn't have any going out music to go out to, when injustice becomes law, resistance becomes duty. Welcome Janice back next week, and hopefully I'll be up and running Friday. Good night, everyone. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.